This is a free download from the BBC. For more information, go to bbc.co.uk slash podcasts. Kat's gone for a wee. So shall we do the podcast as quickly as we can? No. Welcome and well done. Well, Hello. Oh, hang on. <clears throat> Welcome and well done on downloading this podcast and not Matt Edmondson's from Radio 1. You've made the right choice and here's why. Morning, Geoffrey. Okay, Senor Lee. Not today, Geoffrey. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. You right, Soph? Hiya. I don't want you to be part of this. No, we've discussed this. But then I still don't understand why you've turned up. Yeah. It's like when you have a party and um, someone turns up that you don't expect them to. And but they really want to come to the party. Well, but you can't really say, oh, could you, could you leave my house? But they bring their own drink. Have you got a drink? No. Oh, it's not even... So I'm going to stay. Did you invite her, Kelly? Yeah. She's what? my friend. I told you not to invite her. She RVSP'd. PTO. Ever listen to the show around 6.30am? What? You mean no? Huh? What? Really? You don't? That's nuts! What? You don't? Is that enough? Get higher. One more higher. Ah! Really? Well, you're missing out on some Class A nonsense. How did you get to be so famous? Oh, wait, four five nine four double five five double five. I finished writing the uh, the complaint. Would you like to hear it? Excellent, yes. Uh, this hotel that I stayed in, uh, the title of your review, oh dear, oh dear, oh dear, your review. This really is a very poor hotel. Filthy hallways, potty mouth residents swearing at reception and windows that would not lock. When I checked in, the staff were unaware that I'd paid a £5 deposit online and tried to make me pay the full rate. What? £5? Whilst I was discussing this, a woman holding a baby was effing and blinding that someone had been smoking in her room. The layout of the hotel was very confusing and the hallway of the first floor was disgusting, filthy and poorly decorated. My room... Well, you're criticising the architecture, the layout. It was, yeah, I am. It was ridiculous, because it was like four hotels joined up in a row. Right. So, anyway, my room was situated either uh, near either a wedding or a reggae club. Carry on. Either way, the fat bass lines were not conducive to sleep. Are you spelling that with a PH? Yes. Good. Neither was the fact I could not lock the windows. I spent an uncomfortable evening worrying that Shakadima suppliers or some other ne'er-do-well <laughs> was climbing and murder me. Or worse. I think we know what that would be. <gasps> what are they doing to that woman? Well, this is it. <laughs> when, I... <laughs> when I did manage to drift off, I was awoken at 1.30 by what sounded like a lady being attacked some way down the hall. <laughs> she was quite a distance away, but it soon became clear she was not being attacked, but actually involved in lovemaking. <laughs> it went on for ages and she was far too noisy. <laughs> what was the manager supposed to do about that? Just not let mucky people like that in. <laughs> there, there were the usual loads of there were the usual load of drunks banging on doors at all hours of the night. Oh it was a thoroughly depressing experience, a new low for me, and one that made me question what I want from life. It did. Why it did? Sounds like the place was jumping. <laughs> <laughs> it did. It made me question the whole the premise of my life and where the the, the low point I'd reached. 
I, I fear that may that review may say more about you than it does about the hotel. Well, I've I've uh, service terrible, cleanliness terrible, value terrible, location average, credit okay, where credit's yeah. due, sleep quality poor, rooms poor. Submit your review. Boom! I've just done a TripAdvisor. Uh, oh, fill in. I've I've filled it in. What are you talking about? We can't accept. Oh, for goodness sakes. We can't accept reviews that use profanity. Where on earth have I done a, done a profanity? Where have you done a... Um, fat? Was fat... Was that fat's not a... There's no swear words in there. Oh, it's censorship. This is what it is. Where's freedom of speech? Maybe they don't like Jacodemus. Oh, dear. Effing? Um, uh, was, was, oh. No, that's not profanity. That's a euphemism. Swearing. Let's try that. This is, this is disgusting if that's the... Submit my review. Yay! So it, it was, was effing! effing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. dear. Right. You can't even say that. Oh, say, no. this political correctness gone mad? What have you got in the papers, Catherine? Helena Bonham Carter's been out in her slippers. What? I don't know why we're surprised. That's outrageous. She tends to wear most of her dressing up box, and fair play to her. Yeah. But I just wondered whether any of our dear listeners would ever have uh, shambled out in their slippers. My granddad used to refer to it affectionately is the Salford Shuffle. If you went down the precinct, you would often see mostly older ladies with their slippers on, because I think sometimes you get to an age where comfort is king. I um, had uh, a migraine at the weekend, very bad migraine on, on Sunday, and I took way far too many Nurofen. Mm. I mean, I was just literally, I was travelling through time in the afternoon, and I woke up um, from a fevered sleep realising that I had to put the... I had some washing in the washing machine. I needed that washing that night. It was clean sheets. So I had to get up. So I shambled downstairs. I'm out in the back garden in my pants. What? Just in my pants, hanging up washing. I mean, I was, I was out of it. But I, I, was, I thought it was very bold to wander down into my pants. Very bold indeed. My husband once um, was sleepwalking and found himself in a hotel corridor in his pants, locked out of his room. That's what he says. Is there a phone-in in this? I saw, I'm sure I saw as I was driving in this morning, a young lad locked out of his flat in his pyjamas. Because he was stood there in his pyjamas. It was freezing cold at five o'clock in the morning. And he was, like, trying, to, he was trying the door. That's locked out, isn't it? OK, so what do we call this phone-in? Oh, it's not... No. Out there in nightwear? Well, no, it's not a phone-in. Oh, wait, four, five, nine, four, double, five, five, no, double, five. Call me now. It's not a phone-in. No. This isn't... This is Kelly... Sorry, you texting. She thinks your, it's a good idea. You texting your mates. Yeah. Yeah. This isn't a phone in. What's not a phone in? I was texting my. Mate. Out there in nightwear. Call no. me now. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Oh yeah. Yeah yeah yeah. I've done that loads. I when? have. Went to Tesco's. Right, but that's a boring story. You might as well say, "Call me now with your boring stories." Oh wait, four five nine four double five 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 double five. Good Call idea. Call me now with your boring no. stories. That's a great idea. I've got some stuff in the newspapers. Go on then. Let's hear it. It's bye-bye to bath time. When, when did you last have a bath? Um, I don't really like stewing in my own juices. I've not had a... I'm more of a shower girl, quick in and out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've not had a bath for... Well, I've not had a bath since we moved into that new house. So it's over a year. My wife has a bath, then has a shower afterwards. I can see why you do that, but that kind of t tells me why I don't. I think the candle companies um, are liars. What? Well, they seem to make it 
like everyone's lighting candles oh. and getting in the bath with a glass of wine. Who has time to do that? It, Normally there's someone banging on the door at my house. It used to be one of the most popular ways to unwind after a busy day, but for millions the idea of slipping into a soothing bath is a thing of the past. Now a quarter of Britons... Why is it Britons? Britons. Why are we Britons? Um, what, like the um, Iron Age type? Britons. B-R-I-T-O-N-S. That's crazy. Why aren't we Britons? Briti- why aren't we British? Millions of British admit. Britishers. Uh, they never have a bath, according to a survey. Instead, they are opting for a quick shower, often often lasting for just 30 seconds. Well, that's not even... You can't get clean. That is. That's a PE shower, yeah, right? Well, when yo, you're actually you've still got your pants and bra on and your towel and you just wet your shoulders so Miss thinks you've had a shower but you don't want to get naked what, in front of the other girls. What you can't see, dear listener, is as, as Catherine finished that sentence, she leaned one elbow back <laughs> on the chair as if she were Roger the Dodger and she just got one <laughs> over on the man. Yeah, miss, I never had a shower. Now, that's, that's a phone-in. When did you last have a bath? That's a good phone-in. It's a really interesting phone-in. No, it's better. All right. And I want to hear. Ke- all right, let's, let's try um, Kelly. Yesterday, shower. No, what? She's fired. When did you... Sophie! Oh, oh. bath. Oh, bath. Oh, yeah. Sorry, it's yeah. totally different. Shut up, Kelly. Yeah, right. Yes, Sophie, you're just in today. Oh, yeah, I know. You want me to find out about when no. the last time someone when shaved? I... <laughs> I was waiting for... Some... Oh, for goodness sake, what's going on? Right, would... Uh... Sorry, I've just been working at another BBC station at the weekend, so I'm, I'm kind of got my, you know, used to working with professionals, not with... Slackers. OK. If you're so professional, why are you late for travel? I'm not. Yeah. Right, OK. Yeah. Forget it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Candy. So amateur. Right, Absolute I've... amateur. Right, when did you last have a bath? Bring back Simon Lederman. <laughs> I want to finish before Kath comes. No, why? So, you're not even in this, Sophie. No, I know, but Kath is, and I don't think it's fair. You, right, you do a link, right? I'll stall. You do a, no, you do a link now. Right, Let's okay. see, if, see if you're better than Kath. What's it about? Say, on the show... Have you got a bit of paper? Give her that one. Yeah, fine. The last one? No, the, the next one. Oh, right, fine. So on the show, six till nine weekdays, we get to know our listeners. Down to the finest detail. She's not bad. Kath, you're fired. No, you can't find me. No, I can. You can't find Turns me. Turns out so... have the authority. Well, I, actually, I do. You're fired. No, you, you literally don't have the authority. I don't have the authority, but I could tell the boss that I want you to be fired and that would happen. She likes me more than she likes she me. She doesn't. She does. She doesn't. She does. How much do you get paid? Yeah, On the okay. show, six or nine weekdays, we get to know our listeners down to the finest detail. Sophie did that. I know, but I had to recap because the listeners forgot what she said oh. now. Now you've ruined my bit. Oh, do you want to say your bit again? That was my last bit. That was the only bit I've been given. Say it again. Down to the finest detail. What do you want, Dennis? When did you last have a bath? Uh, a week ago, and I'm getting ready for a scalding hot one this morning. When did you last go out in your slippers? Uh, last night. OK. And have you stayed in a bad hotel? Yes. There we go, you I see. must have been the same one in, in uh, Birmingham. There we go. Well, that's really great. So, uh, showers. Yes. Oh. Showers are all right, but they only take the top muck off. There's a good soak in a scalding hot bath, which I'm going to get into before long. Well, don't have a scalding hot bath. Why? I don't like it when you're, um, you're, you come out and your legs are red. Well, I'm red all over. Catherine was pointing to an intimate part of her body. No, I was just thinking about sometimes if you go in and um, part of you is a normal colour and yeah. the bottom part is a uh, different... Dennis, you're yeah. a gentleman of an age. Very. Uh, which is f- so, so advanced it's difficult to calculate using modern techniques. But 
Have Don't you ever... forget I'm expecting a birthday present from you in the end of May. May the... 29. Well, that's, right. you know, there's still a way to go, Dennis, and, you, you know, good, good, good luck with that. I might not make it. <laughs> and that's what I was thinking. I didn't want to say it out loud, but it's, it's certainly a possibility. But, Dennis... Yes? Have you shaved different parts of your body? And be careful with this. Uh, unfortunately, I had to do. What? Well, I was in hospital for an operation. Oh, yeah. And uh, they handed me this machine. Yeah. What? I wasn't very happy with it, but it had to be done. Right. Other than that, I am not a hairy person. Where do, uh, hang on, what machine, what, clippers? It, well, no, it was a sort of electric razor, but it yeah. had teeth. And it had oh, to shave. Where did, again, we've got young ears listening, but where did you have to shave? Um, let me see. The, the joining part of my legs. The bit, the, the okay, the middle. Yep. Okay, great, yep, okay, great. Oh. It was dangerous, yep. it was, it was yep. dangerous. Yep. Yep, there's an image I never wanted in my head. Blimey. <laughs> <laughs> in the week, we spoke about Glenn Phillips. He's a gentleman with motor neuro disease and he wants the right to die at home, but the council says it will cost too much. Well, it got a lot of you talking and Lynn called in with her story. Good morning, Ian. How are you? Yeah, I'm confused by this one, Lynn. I really am. It's, I think it's a you tough are, one. I, I think you're doing a wonderful job. I don't think any of the questions you've asked are inappropriate at I, all. I'm trying to get my head around it as sensitively as I can. What are your thoughts on it? Well, A, I feel desperately sorry for Glenn. I know how hard it is. Um, I feel that money is always a consideration. But I think when somebody's got a very life-limiting illness, as you or somebody else said, it's not going to be for a long time. Now, my partner died 13 years ago. This really pertains to your question about how long has somebody got. Yeah. Um, my partner died, well, it be 13 years ago. We were together 23 years. He was in hospital, and I was told from day one he'd be lucky if he made that day. It lasted three months in the end, which was horrendous. Mm. Um, and he was in total denial the whole time. And because he wouldn't let the doctors tell him how long he had, they wouldn't tell me. OK, right, of course, patient confidentiality. Exactly. Oh, and they dear. Said, and I did say to him, well, you're not the one, to be fair, that needs to know, because I need to know, because... You know, I've been with him 23 years, I to have some idea. But I know when he was in hospital, and it was horrible because he was in total denial, mm. was rude to all the hospital staff, effing blinded at them. I went, ended up seeing him for about three months in and out of hospital, mostly in, and he totally ignored me for three months. I'd sit there for eight, nine hours. He wouldn't talk to me, wouldn't discuss it. That must have, how was that for you, Lynn? That must have been incredibly it was tough. Absolutely horrific. And if his friends went in, he'd talk to them. He'd pretend he was all right. And I know a few of them did say to him, "You know how cruel you're being." And he used to just shut off. So, and then finally, two days before he died, I went into the hospital and he just burst into tears. I think he had finally, he'd finally accepted it. Begged to come home. So I did bring him home on the Friday. And even the sister said, do you have any idea what you're doing? And I said, no, of course not. I've never been in this situation. And he died two days later. Why do you think 
why do you think he didn't want to talk to you? I think he was... I mean, some of my friends have kindly said, oh, perhaps he was trying to protect you. I think he was really angry. He was a very proud person. He wasn't that old. He was only 55. Mm. I think what it was, I think he was so absolutely furious. And sometimes when somebody's really angry, they tend to take it out on the person closest. They take it out on the one they love. Of course, we all do that, which is the odd thing. I think it was sort of... I don't know whether he resented the fact that it wasn't me. I don't I hope not, because I was in love with him for 23 years. But I think anger is a lot of it when you're told you're dying. Mm. Do you know what? And in a bizarre way, and I've got to end it in a second, Links, we need to go travel. In a bizarre yeah. way, he, he may have been trying to protect you as well. That's what my friends have said. They yeah. said perhaps he was trying to just... He knew how hard it would be for me, and I think he was trying to protect mm. me. But, of course, it doesn't really, does it? No, of course not. Lynn, I've, I got think, to, I've got to move on. I'm really sorry to cut you short, but I really no, appreciate I your think, story I this think morning. you've done a very good job and you haven't been in the least bit insensitive. You're very kind. Thank you very much. <laughs> Sometimes I think w- Kath should do this bit. <sighs> Kath, say that. She's fired. No, she's not. Sometimes on the show we talk utter toilet. Literally. Oh, yeah, this was you bringing the tone down. You really brought the tone down even more. I think you helped. No. Ah! Yeah, you did that noise. Last week, we could not breathe because of the phone calls we're getting. This week, we've had hardly any, and the ones we've had have been rubbish. Do you know what my mistake was yesterday? Go on. I turned down a dog poo story. Oh, mate. Because I could hear you going, oh, yeah, we're doing the dog poo. Mate, never. Story. We're not doing a dog poo. Oh, mum, I'm doing a dog... Mate. One of the joys of having children is you get to see them at their most vulnerable. And the number of times I have sat in the bathroom watching my eldest doing a poo... Don't, because we got so many texts yesterday. Oh, he's going old toilet. But it's true. And he sits there and he'll <laughs> there talk... There is a face, isn't there? He'll sit there and he'll talk about his school day. Well, today at school we... <laughs> we did some painting. And then I played out with the... <laughs> and then I drew a picture. <laughs> Does that? You know what that lad needs? A newspaper. <laughs> Daddy, I'm a... He says... Oh, bless him. He says, Daddy, I'm a heaving and a hoving and it won't come out. <laughs> ah, ah. So I have to teach him techniques. Anyway, anyway... Might just get a kind of faraway look in their eye. Or my youngest goes to play with the doll's house. We all know what's happening over there. I was, um... <laughs> I was in a disabled toilet the other day. And I was sitting down. And opposite the, opposite the toilet facility, there was a mirror. <laughs> Full-length mirror. <laughs> Haven't the disabled been punished enough? <laughs> Who wants to see that? I saw the, the I saw the face that no man should ever have to see. You saw the reason for a locked toilet door. Oh my goodness! <laughs> Why would you put a full-length mirror opposite a toilet? The weirdest thing is when couples do that together. No. Yeah, one in the bath, one on the loo. Wrong. Does what in the bath? <laughs> anyway, listen, don't, because the, the complainants will be complaining even more. No, but sometimes you can be two together. No, no never, I've never. I've seen, um, you know, if you've ever seen that programme Cribs on MTV? Yeah, yeah. Sometimes I have his and hers dunnies no. in the same room. I can't go to the toilet, ones or twos, if my wife is on the same floor of the house, let alone in the same room. You know, since motherhood, I've had to learn to do it with someone banging on the door. 
But not in. No, no, I draw the line. Talking about toilets, yeah? <laughs> yeah. 084... This is why people aren't calling in. 08459 <laughs> 455555. Right, I'm going to play a song. I will so- forget this ever happened. Yes, please do. Uh, and, it, it, Kelly, do not put it in the podcast. <laughs> call me now. 08459 555555. Not now. We'll call that number now and see what happens. But best to do it weekday mornings between 6 and 9. That's what Sylvia did. Good morning, Ian. Good morning. Is that your real voice? Yes. Oh, how lovely. What would you like to say? Well, I would like to know why they're digging up all the tiles at the top of the town near farm food. It doesn't seem to be anything matter with them, but they're digging up all the top part of the town and putting small tiles down. You've got all posh. Oh, have I? Sorry. <laughs> no, don't worry. I, I like you, Sylvia. Hello, yeah, hello, Sylvia. I like you. Catherine, uh, I wasn't listening. Maybe you could help Sylvia. They're digging up tiles outside farm foods. All the, all the brickwork. Oh. Oh. <laughs> on the floor or on the... On the ground. Uh... I don't know. I've got no... Right, OK. Well, listen, Sylvia, I'm glad you've called in. We can put this out. Well, 08459 455 555. Outside farm food. Um, and what, where, where is this, Sylvia? Remind me. Right up the top of the town. You yeah. Where the buses run round. From like Luton. front of Luton uh, Church Street. I know exactly, yes. I know exactly. OK. I s- brickwork that they spent a lot of money doing. Now they're digging it all up and putting small bricks. Is it too slippery or something, I wonder? Oh, no. Hmm. Have you ever slipped over there, Sylvia? Oh, no. I just wondered why, when we're so short of money, they're spending all that money doing it. Hey, what do you think? 600 quid a week to have a sign-up telling people to stop being idiots. It's crazy, isn't it? So it must be costing thousands for that. Well, it, well yeah, over time, yes. It's £600 a week. 2400 a month. Oh, that's a lot of money. That's yeah. a lot of money. What have you got planned for the rest of the day, Sylvia? Oh, a bit of shopping. Yeah. Farm foods? Uh, no. It's only Tesco's. <laughs> <laughs> Sylvia, you're a good sport. It's really nice to talk to you. Thank you very much. Right. Ta-ta, bye-bye. There we go. What What's going on at Farm Foods? What is going on at Farm Foods? What a delightful lady, lady Sylvia was. Although her voice did change like three or four times. I liked posh Sylvia. Yeah, she got posher when you um, highlighted that. Yeah, she, she was nice. I like her. Let's, let's, let's see if Joyce and Leegrave is going to be as nice as Sylvia. Sylvia's already my favourite caller of the day. Oh, but Joyce, come on. Come on, Joyce. Joyce is Joyce. Joyce. Hey, hey, favourite. You yeah. don't have to have favourite. I do, I do. Um, listen, uh, to start with, Hello. they're on about the money they're spending. I know I'm on a different tangent to what I rang in about. I yes. should do that in a moment. You, get, you go where you want to go. Yeah. Yes. But they're spending all that money, and yet we are going to have to pay some towards our shop mobility. You know, the disabled shop? Oh, We're yeah. going to have to pay some towards our transport, and yet they pay all that money, oh. our Luton Town Hall out, and then uh, they... I mean, you imagine, two of you going downtown, and you're paying, I think it is £3 I mean, each way. Yeah. You, you know... People haven't got that £12 spent to go down now and down. No. Joyce, did you go to that meeting last night? No, I didn't. No, I didn't. Because... I've been and I can't read ah. all the notes quick enough. Well, it's just that the uh, council said they get back to us with the decision. This is about the... Do you remember the dial-a-ride saga? I do, I do. Yeah, I've um, been on about that. So, yeah. and in fact, you're the person who brought it to us and said yeah. we need to investigate it. They were having a meeting last night okay. where they would make a decision on what was going to happen because Shop Mobility have stepped in where yep. dial-a-ride have, taken, uh, have withdrawn. Right. They were going to 
give us a shout and tell us what went on in that meeting, but I've had nothing okay. from well, the council. So well, if anyone knows... If anyone was at that meeting last night, 08459 455555. Please Joyce, we will put a call into the council. If we don't get someone on today, we will do our darndest to get we someone tomorrow. We are getting tomorrow. someone on. Getting... Why should we pay we for that when on. they're paying £600? Yeah. Now listen, Hello. dogs, dogs, yes. right? right. Now, what? this morning early... You're my second favourite caller of the morning, by the way. <laughs> Early, early, abroad, I heard, I think it was Venice, I couldn't catch what? where it was. Venice? What country, yeah. <clears throat> Some posh place with lots and lots of lovely dogs and well, the, 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 There's no pavements in Venice, it's all canals. Well, whatever it is, it's there. It's and, and, you know, they had all these dogs. lovely little dogs and you could hear them yapping away and yes. clicking of heels and everything. What on earth is she talking about? Dogs. dogs. And talking about your dog poo, right, you were talking about that this morning. Well... You know, Yes. I don't like my boys, but yes. <laughs> no, no, no. And they have begun, because there's so much on the road, they can't clean it up properly and what? keep it clean. Yes. So they're they taking they're taking DNA tests oh. from a dog's oh, no. paw. No, they're not. Yes, they are. They're taking DNA, they're swabbing, they're swabbing dogs exactly. and their poo. Exactly. And then doing what? <laughs> then, well, they're, they're matching it up. Somebody's going around picking it up and taking tests, I suppose. So, hang on a minute. Someone goes and swabs a dog's mouth... No, no, no. Uh, Somebody takes uh, a blood test from the dog's paw. Oh, that's even worse. DNA. Yes. This, this is what they said. And they then, the people with the pooper scoopers, are going to test it to see if it's your dog. <laughs> I think Catherine wants to comment on this uh, story. Well, okay. no, I was just wondering. I, mean, I guess it could work in somewhere like Venice where you have a captive audience. <laughs> <laughs> oh. You do. What, what, a, what a job. So what, what do you do for a living these days? Well, what I do is I go around, collect dog poo, and I DNA test it, then I match it up with the dogs, and then I shoot the owners. Is that, was that what they do? <laughs> they find them. Find them. <laughs> when I used to live in Paris, if you walked home very early in the morning. Yes. Which I never did. No. You would um, come across the men whose job it is to um, jet wash the pavements oh, and dear. any detritus into the drains. Oh. And they used to just... Is, that, is that not a pissoir? <laughs> no. Is that something different? I don't know. Maybe um, if French Jonathan's listening, he'll yeah. know what the term is for it. Joyce! It might be a cacoir. <laughs> 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 oh, it's lovely to talk to you. <laughs> oh, what, what lovely, lovely callers. <laughs> Sophie Solaria... Hi. ...was in for Justin Dealey this yes. week. Yes. Hi. And her reports were really riveting and exciting, it Thanks. says here. Thanks. So, I listened intently while she was on air, and I definitely wasn't reading the paper or tweeting my mate Scott. Well, our reporter Sophie Solaria is near the flashing matrix sign for us this morning. Morning, so. Well, I was by the flashing matrix sign. I'm now on a bus, Ian, because it was getting a bit cold. Oh, for goodness sakes. Man up, woman. Uh, have you <laughs> caught anyone ignoring the sign this morning, Sophie? Not yet, no, Ian. It's been quiet. Only buses on the busway this morning. But I have been told on authority that it does happen. Oh. Well, we, I, I get sent pictures of it almost yeah. every week. Yeah, and people are lessening press. I've been speaking to people this morning, and they want people to get a cheaper alternative to the sign, but don't drop the sign nonetheless, because there is an issue. Well, I don't know why it needs to be 600 quid. Why can't you just make a sign and put it there? This is exactly what people are saying, or, or even hire somebody for £500 a week, somebody suggested, um, to stand there, and that's giving someone employment as well. Although I don't know what a person will be able to do. Well, no, a person could stand there... Waving. Yeah, just waving a flag, saying, Oi! Stop! Oi! <laughs> Hey, you muppet, you've gone the wrong way, back! Exactly. Who are you with, Soph? So I'm with Jay, he's a bus driver, a well-known bus driver to our show. He's a friend of the show, in fact. Jay, thanks for joining me this morning. You've been a bus driver on L Luton roads for years, haven't you? That's right, yeah. And so, and you drive on the busway a lot, don't you? All the time. So you're 
quite a good person, a, a voice of authority, to tell us about incidents that you have seen in the past. What have you seen? I've seen vans going up the wrong way of the busway. I've seen cars stranded on the busway. I've seen uh, push bikes on the busway. I've seen kids playing chicken on the busway. That is, that's getting serious, isn't it? Uh, yeah, yeah. But as I say, um, I hear that the sign's going to, the sign is a uh, problem at the moment with a £600 a week. And uh, I think it's worth the money in the long run due to basically uh, it's keeping, well, supposed to be keeping people off the busway. And if the council find the people that pass the sign, then they're going to recoup that money back. Fair play, Jay. And also tell us a bit about the disruption that it causes you to have people on your busway. Well, the problem it causes us, when the busway's shut, we have to go around the roadway. So then basically the express service we're supposed to run um, ends up being a normal bus service because we get held up by traffic. Big question is though, is the £600 sign working? Uh, yes, it's cut down by well over under half of the problems we had before. So yeah, it's working. But as I say, if the council fine the people up to their £1,000 uh, fine for going on there, then they'll recoup the money back for the sign. But then, as far as I am aware, the, the sign is just a temporary test. So um, if the test prove positive I've, I think the council will put their own sign up eventually. There you go Ian so actually this is coming from somebody that that experiences the problems on a daily basis and thinks the sign's worth it. Are you still there? Yeah Sophie I, yeah no we were Were you even listening to me? Not technically no. You weren't did what? you not hear my report? Could, I, I missed some of it could you do it who, who are you there with Sophie? Ian um, it, with Jay, he's the bus driver. Okay. He's a friend of the show and everything. Sophie. So stop listening if you don't listen to us. OK. Sophie Solaria is near the flashing Matrix sign for us this morning. Sophie, have you caught anyone ignoring the sign? No, Ian, I was at the flashing Matrix sign. Where are you now? now? on a bus with Jay, the bus driver, who says there's been loads of people okay. driving on the busway. Did you catch anyone ignoring the sign? Well, not personally, no. Okay. You've been speaking to people about the cost of the sign. What have they had to say about it? They said it was a really expensive sign. They said that they should get somebody else. I've done this. Okay. Who are you there with, Soph? I'm with Jay, the bus driver. Away you go. Ian, he's a friend of the show. I've done it already. He's, he has to go. I've, he's kicking me off the bus. Sorry, Jay. What does Jay Ian, reckon about the take sign? Take more coffee. Yeah. He said take more coffee, Ian. Yeah. What, what, is, what does Jay reckon about the sign? Jay, do you like the sign? Yeah, it's pretty. <laughs> See, he likes the sign. Ask him, Sophie, what does he have to do when there are drivers when drivers drive up the busway? So when the, the drivers drive up the busway, like you said earlier, um, what do you actually have to do? Well we have a we have a like a an interlink radio to head office and we have to report it in. But then once problem is when the cars are on the busway and if a bus doesn't know it's on the busway and we pull behind the car, we can't reverse back on the busway. We, not, we can't reverse back with the buses. There's no reversing backwards. Ian. Ian! Sorry, right, so... Sorry, Sophie. Ian! So, since it opened in September last year, there's been a steady trickle of motorists coming a cropper on the Luton to Dunstable busway. Wait, so, I'm, I'm being... A you, mate, uh, so, he has to go... A, a matrix sign. I'll come to you in a second. A matrix sign was installed at the New Bedford Road entrance to the guided bu uh, busway to stop drivers coming a cropper. Well, it's been revealed six hundred quid a week is being spent on the sign every week by Luton Borough Council. They don't want to spend the money, but drivers ignoring previous warnings mean they have to. Well, our reporter Sophie Solaria is near the flashing matrix sign for us this morning. Morning, Soph. Right off, we bus. You ain't paid your fare. Come on, off.
I've now been evicted off a bus because of you. I thought you were near the flashing sign. You know I wasn't on the flashing sign. I've just been thrown off a bus like some common criminal. And it's because of you. This is, this is, this is supposed to be my career. This is my changing point to my life and you're ruining it for me. People could be listening. Ian! Hello? Hello? I can't believe that Justin does this on a regular basis. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Seem to have uh, lost Sophie there. We'll get back to her later on and find out what the latest is by the uh, illuminated sign. <laughs> the busway saga continued. A massive illuminated sign warning motorists not to use the Luton to Dunstable busway has been put up by the Borough Council. 600 quid a week! Well, uh, Sophie has uh, been there. Morning, Sophie. Good morning. Sophie, you've been speaking to people about this. What have they got to say? My goodness me. They've been saying that they think the sign is a complete waste of money. But can I just say, Ian, standing on the side of the busway now, underneath the very sign that you talk about, people have started using the busway to go around. What? Someone's someone's going the busway today? Three cyclists I've watched go round, and I think the main issue is because on the pavement that they can't usually cycle on, there's a restriction barrier on the football path that's too small for cyclists right. to fit through. Sophie, stay there a second. We'll, I may come back to you in a second. I want to go to Dave Taylor, Luton Borough Council's portfolio holder for the environment. Dave, it's not working, mate. Good morning. You're what wasting your working? money. What, what isn't working? The sign isn't working. Yeah, it's not on. How is it costing us 600 quid a week? It should be on. It should be working. Yeah, but it's... No, there are cyclists riding up the busway today. Sophie's seen three of them. No, they shouldn't be riding up the busway. No, I know they shouldn't be riding up the busway, Dave. They are. The the sign is on and people are still riding up the busway. It's a waste of 600 quid a week. Yeah, I mean, it's not cyclists that are the problem. It's cars on the busway that are the problem. Oh, so cyclists are allowed to ride up there? No, no, not at all. There's a dedicated cycle lane they on can't, the left-hand side. They can't fit through the um, the little gateway. Yeah, yeah that we've, we've spoke to a lot of cyclists and, and, and the cycling organisations. That's to prevent motorcycles using it. Ah, right. So, but so you know that's... Get off, get off, just push their bike underneath, get round the other side and get back on the But cycle. that's encouraging people to use the cyclists to go on the busway. Sophie's seen well, three no, of them today. No, 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 no it isn't. Sophie's seen three of them today, Dave. Yeah, what, on the bus, we're cycling on the busway. Let, let me just ask her. Sophie? Yes, have, on the busway, Dave. They're on the in, busway. In, what, in the concrete guide? On the concrete guide. And actually, worse than that, they're going towards the traffic. So they can't oh get goodness. through the barrier. I've watched three different cyclists not dismounting, but actually just going round it because they couldn't fit through. And the other two that could fit through was quite embarrassing, actually. They got stuck. Dave? Yeah. You're wasting yeah. your money. Yeah. Well, but the problem is with cars on the busway. Um, so, so you're okay with cyclists going on there then? No, no, I didn't. I, I was not aware, and I don't think the council are aware that it, there is a problem of cyclists cycling on the on the guideways. Okay, but well, I'm, I'm glad that yeah. Sophie and I have brought that to your attention. You can you can spend a waste a few quid trying to sort that out now. Yeah, six hundred quid a week seems a lot of money for a sign. It is. It is a lot of money, and I think we ought to think about buying it as well. I think we're going to get a quote uh, to purchase it, and then hopefully Hang get on. some what? of our money back for Randall. Are you renting it? We're renting it, yeah, £600 a week. Mate, what on earth is going on? Why don't you just get a student and give them 350 quid a week to stand there with a flag and a megaphone? 
Yeah, but that would, would that solve the problem? Yes, it would be better than a blo- the busway. Yeah, it'd be better than a blooming sign because a bus, a, a student could stand in the way every time a car comes. Yeah, no, no. It, I mean, that, that's not a safe way of doing it. I mean, the oh, sign is there to warn people that it is a busway. It flashes and it, it's on at night. Um, because it has been a particular problem. We've had 35 cars since the busway opened accessing the busway. Despite the signage on the road, the sign saying car traps, buses only, people are still driving up there. Why, don't, why do you need a big illuminated sign that you rent for 600 quid a week? Why don't you just get, I don't know, like a normal sign? Well, so, so the idiots who drive up there can actually, or, or attempt to drive up there can see it. It's huge and it flashes. Because people say, when we've asked them, Oh, we didn't see any signs, right? So that's what you've got to do. How, how much is it going to cost to buy this sign? I don't, we don't know yet. We're just going to get a quote. And we could use it in other areas, you know, when there's the, the, the carnival fair and things like that. We because, just, Dave, we, we've just yeah. spoken about the closing down the, um, the, the, the bus service, the dialer bus service for people. Because the there's no money. And you're spending 600 quid a week on a, renting a sign and you're thinking about buying it? But you need we, to get your priorities straight, surely. No, we can use it, we can use it elsewhere as well. There's, possibility, poss- there's only a possibility of buying it. But this is money that we shouldn't be spending. No, exactly. So but why we, are you spending it? Because we haven't to accommodate idiots. Because they say they cut the signage down because they can't see where they're going. You know, it's fairly obvious when you're coming down that it's that it's that it's a busway. What? So there has to be an illuminated sign flashing to tell people that they can't go down there. Do you reckon it's going to work? Because people use it. People go down well, there because they think it's a shortcut, and also because their sat nav tells them yeah, to. Do you think yeah. that sign's really well, no, going to work? The, the, the sat nav doesn't tell them yes, to it, go it down does, there. Yes, it does. It does. We sent no, our reporter. We sent our reporter Tony Fisher out there, and his sat nav yeah. told him to yeah. go to go right. It's telling me to turn right. That happened. No, 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 no. That's not true. Yes, yes, not yes. True. No, it's, I think you covered this. Didn't, it's Ian, true. Covered this before. Yeah, David, it's true. Our reporter Tony no, no. Fisher went there, and no, no. the sat nav told him to turn right and go down no. there. It wouldn't be on any sat nav database Dave. because it was a former railway line anyway. Dave. It is. Listen, you can deny all you want. We'll send Tony Fisher back down there. He is one of the most respected reporters we have here. It's not saying much. It told it. The (laughs) satnav told him to go down there. Yeah. If the satnav told him to go off the end of a cliff, would he do that? No, because he is a sensible. He is a sensible man. But other people follow their satnavs. Yes, Dave is a sensible man. He realises it's the busway, but it doesn't. It doesn't. I think we've covered this before. I mean, there is a problem at the other end. The unguided piece where we're going to put the pollards in when they're up and running, that will stop people accessing that. I mean, that's understandable because that, that was Station Road, and it was, was, was a former access to the, to the station. Dave, I bet you, I bet you, right, a fiver to a charity of your choice, yep. we get a car going up the busway in the next four weeks. What do you reckon? Um, the chances are probably. Because since we've had probably. the flashing side... Yeah, since we've had the flashing sign, we've still had two cars go up there. So it is a waste of money, then. So get rid of the sign and well, come up with something why different. Don't you, why don't you ask some of the drivers that drive up there? Because you're, you're in charge the of the road. We'll ask that. I, I, I'll, I'll go and ask all the drivers. But if you've had Ian, two cars Ian, go up there, you're spending Ian, 600 quid a week. It's a waste Ian, of money. Ian, it's a, yeah, you're right. It's a waste of money. It's money we shouldn't be spending. Well, then get right? rid of it because so it's not working. Yeah, yeah. That's right. But, no, but Dave, it's not working. You've just told me it's not working. So yeah. save yourself 600 quid a week. Don't even think about buying that sign and come yeah. up with a different way yeah. to stop people driving there. 
Yeah, well, can you can you can I ask you then what what would you do to prevent okay. cars driving on the busway? I would put um, a barrier there. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, the the barrier that opens when a bus comes and doesn't open when a car comes. Yeah, yeah. they the same barriers that they have at level crossings that people still drive through, and flashing lights. You, you've you've got the flashing lights, Dave, and it's not working. Yeah. My suggestion yeah. is ten times better than yours. The bollards yeah. that come up that go down when a bus comes, which you're going to yeah. install at the other end, put that's them right. at that end. Yeah, yeah, that's right. But, I mean, well, they're doing. I know what, it's what right. Can we do? What can we do? You can do what I've just said. Put bollards that go down when a bus comes and go up when it, when there's not yeah. a bus. And when, yeah, and when they don't work, then what do we do? But you're going to put the bollards at the other end, so you're admitting that they're not going to work. No, no, no. Where people are accessing the busway oh, is, is, is from the station end. Ian, Ian, I think we're going round in circles. Oh, Dave, yeah. I think we are, mate. <sighs> I really do. Very angry. Oh, there we go. <laughs> How did my thoughts escape onto the air? <laughs> These aren't your best links. They're not your best links. I know what you're all thinking. What does that mean? You know what they're all thinking. No, what does that mean? These aren't your best links. So you said oh, the same thing to me, but yeah. you emphasised a different word. Yes. Why, why? Why? Because they're not your best links. But you wrote them. Yeah, as a guide. Did I? If I don't write your name, would you not say it? Could I give you a guide? Yeah. Your middle finger's a guide. I know what you're all thinking. Are we really going to have Dennis twice in the podcast? Well, yes. Yes, we are. Good morning, Uncle Ian. Yes. You can put the toys away now. Let's talk seriously. Hang on a second. Yes. What did you call in about earlier on? They said it sounded like children's hour. OK. And you were talking, you were just dribbling on about nothing. OK. So and I went back to sleep. OK. And you, but you want to come and play with my toys now, do you? No, I don't. Well, you want, want to, to you, you want to come into my playroom. No, I do not. This is, we're, th- we're talking serious things now. OK, we're, to- we're talking serious things, but... Car parking. Yeah, OK, car parking. Yes. What were we talking about that was drivel? Just nothing. You were just dribbling on about nothing. OK. You called up the other day to tell us that you'd shaved between your legs. That's this, that's a that's a, a thing that you shouldn't talk about anymore. Okay, but uh, just saying that some people might think that the thing between your legs is nothing. Oh yeah, well I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised at that because I'm so fat I can't see it anymore. Oh, Dennis, <laughs> come on, for goodness' sakes, go on. What do you want to say? Right, car parking. Yes, yes a solution. Charge every car driver twenty pounds a day without exception, as long and then they get a rebate if they found a decent car parking space. What are you? What are you wittering on about now, you crazy old man? In car car park. <laughs> <laughs> no, charge them for, to start with. Then they won't go looking for t- free ones, and then they'll go looking for a proper parking space. Oh dear. You... They will get a discount, right? Right. So you phoned up to complain that we were talking drivel, and then you phoned up again to make this point. Thinking this was sensible? Hang on a minute, I'm talking from experience. I've got I've got the mayor of Bedford, Dave Hodgson, waiting on the line, and he's having to listen to you. Tell him to find a parking space. Right. Oh, My parking trouble is oh. uh, I'm in opposite a very big school. Yes. Right? They put red tarmac down as a as an ex- You don't drive, Dennis. I used to do, but it's just driven me up the. But wall. you haven't got a parking problem because you don't no, drive. No, I have people visiting, oh, including, including your gentleman with the with the car, the uh, radio car. You've forgotten his name already, haven't you? Yes, I know. It's, it's, it slips me. My memory's not as good. as Have you, have you forgotten his name? Yes. Really? Yes. Let me let me give you let me give you a clue. Come here, give me a big cuddle. Give me a big cuddle. Does that ring any bells? No. No. I don't do a program about Adolf Hitler. I give you any clues? No. You don't remember his name? No. At all? No. 
Wow. Oh, you'd be so hurt. How quickly they've... He's been away for three days. I know. That's what happens, you see. Okay. You well, the, the Dave Hodgson, the mayor of uh, the mayor of Bedford, on the line. Hurry up and finish this, Dennis. We've got an important well, guest to speak tell to. Tell him not to come and park opposite my house. I, I, I doubt he will, Dennis. Not believe you, me. I have some funny people parked out here, one way and another. Okay, and thanks they... very much indeed. Now I've got to move on because I've got no idea what he was prattling on about, what he was dribbling on about today. <laughs> Can we do a bit, Catherine, before you leave? Uh, yeah. If your name is Chris, Sally, Lisa, Andy, Katie, Janet, Lee. See, I'm doing it as if I'm thinking of it. You just do it like you're reading it out. Yeah. You need to learn. That's why they're not your best links. Yeah. They'll be Kath's best links. Anyway, if your name's any of those things, don't worry about the next bit. She's doing it. I know. I'm just I'm reading it quietly in my head. In fact... Where is this going? Do you know what? Unless your name is Joe Richardson, you probably want to fast forward this podcast for the next three minutes. Kells. 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 Are you talking to me? Yeah, I wanted to talk to you. What? What? I was trying to get your attention. What was wrong? I'm sorry. What are you doing? <laughs> What do you want? Got an email. Mm. Do you want to hear it? Okay. From Joe Richardson. Do Hi you know Joe. Do you know Joe Richardson? Not that I'm aware of. Hi Joe. Nice to meet you. What's your name, please? Ian Lee. Oh, she's on the phone. Sorry, I thought she was talking. To you. <laughs> uh, hello, Ian. I really like your show on BBC Three Counties, but it is on a bit too early for me. It goes on till nine o'clock. How can that be early? If I happen to wake up in time, I listen here and there, but. He's not very good at commas. He's put way too many commas in. But always download the podcast on Fridays and basically make do with that. I know you are the governor, Ian, but oh my, Kelly Betts, what an absolute star. I'm pausing here because he's put lots of dots in. Oh. What a fabulous voice and laugh she has. And she brings so much fun to the show. And this is the sentence that really gets me. You must be so pleased to have her in the team with you. Take care. Best wishes, Joe, the pervert. I've added that, those last two words myself. Thanks, Joe. Why don't you... i tell you what we'll do, because he won't be listening, because it's too early for him. OK. Oh, I've just seen the email you sent me. Uh, it'll be too early, so we'll, we'll put this... <laughs> we'll put this in the podcast, and I'm going to forward that email on to uh, uh, Tony Hall, the head of the BBC. Right. Is, it, is it still him? We'll put this in the podcast, because this mm-hmm. is the only way Joe's going to listen. So would you like to deliver a message... To Creepy Joe. Yes. Uh, sorry, Creepy Joe. How rude of me. Weird Joe uh, that, that, that's just for him. Everybody else, if you're listening on the podcast, ignore this bit. This is for, for Strange Joe. I'll do it as if it's through email. OK, yeah. Because that's how we communicate now. To my dearest Joe, comma, thank you, comma, for your kind, comma, words. Too many commas. Really? Yeah, well, uh, Joe used a lot of commas in oh, this. Okay. This is yeah. how Carry we on. communicate. Right. Uh, really... Lovely, comma, two, comma, here from you. Uh, thanks. Best wishes, comma, love, L-O-V, so, e, so it means I mean it, comma. That goes in, what I'm saying. Yep. Uh, just typing that goes in as well, because okay. making it real. And now making it real. Love, I've done that bit. I've done that bit. Too much love. Yeah, what were you saying, Catherine? You were miming something to me while she was... Well, there's someone that works in our office that uses a lot of commas. 
There's a lot of commas. So uh, let's get rid of the commas. It's the most popular one. <laughs> I quite like Richard Fuller, the Tory MP for Bedford, and here's why. MPs have voted to give the Health Secretary greater powers to force hospitals to close. According to Labour, Bedford and Milton Keynes are prime candidates, given their combined annual losses of £26 million and the fact they're both currently subject to a major health review. Well, Richard Fuller is the Tory MP for Bedford. Morning, Richard. Good morning. Is Bedford in any more danger than it was before last night's vote? No, not at all, not at all. And, in fact, I sought that assurance directly from the Minister yesterday in Parliament. I asked him very directly about that. So what, what assurances have you got, then, that Bedford is, is safe? Well, what I asked the minister, I said, will he assure, I mean, I, I use it, hand on heart, job on the line, because politicians are always interested in their jobs, that the powers that we were talking about yesterday would not be used in the review that we currently have in Bedford and Milne Keynes. And the minister said that he could assure me that these are going to be locally driven reviews of clinical services, driven by local commissioners, and that absolutely nothing to do with the decision ah. that we made yesterday. Oh, OK. So it's, it's, so it's safe from the review that's going on now, but that doesn't mean another review couldn't come in and then the hospital could be closed? Well, we can think of all hypothetical situations, but if you look at how often those powers have actually been used... Well, these are new powers, though. Well, no, it's, the same, it's, the same, it's the same rule of power, same power, TSA review. It's only occurred twice in five years. And what's important for the people of Bedford and Milton Keynes, as you were hearing from Shirley earlier on, is they want to know that local people are making decisions about those uh, services. And that's the assurance I got from the Minister. And we need a steady hand and a cool head as we go through these decisions over the months. But do you not think, Richard, you said these reviews have only been done twice in five years, but now that the government has more power and can... I mean, the the, the government was uh, humiliated, wasn't it, with Lewisham Hospital. They wanted to close it and there was a big battle and and, and they lost it. Now that they have the power to close hospitals, are you not worried there might be more reviews? Bedford Hospital is losing £9 million a year. Well, the interesting thing about Lewisham was that the the, the powers, of course, were put in by the last Labour government but the intent of those powers wasn't actually put into the law. And now what we're seeing is we're clearing up that piece of legislation for very extreme circumstances, either where a hospital is losing very, very substantial amounts of money or where there's a very substantial uh, failing of care, as there was in Staffordshire. Those issues do not apply to Milton Keynes or Bedford, as the minister confirmed yesterday. And what I have to say, Ian, is what we need to be careful of is we don't indulge in scaremongering. And what we've seen over the last few days is the National Labour Party, and I separate it from the local Labour Party, the National Labour Party using scaremongering tactics to worry people unnecessarily about what is a very important review of health services locally. And I think that's utterly irresponsible. I'd hope the local Labour Party, who the local Labour Council, they've been working very closely with me and the mayor on cross-party basis, particularly over paediatric services, that the local Labour Party will distance themselves from such is scaremongering. Nine, is £9 million pounds a substantial loss? Well, in the context of, of the situation in Bedford, you have to look at how that £9 million is... is, 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 is £9 million pound loss a year, is that a substantial loss? Well, £4 million pounds of that was the charge that was made by the CCG for, for underperformance in the year in terms of the quality of okay. care. It doesn't matter the what the money was spent on, it's, it's a £9 million pounds loss. You said that the hospitals would be at risk if they were facing a, a substantial loss. Is £9 million pounds a year a substantial loss? Well, £9 million pounds is a loss that says we need to look at the review of our services, which is what is currently going on right now. But it's not in any way, not at all to do with the decision that was made yesterday in Parliament, which is why what the National Labour Party is doing is trying to scare people like okay. Shirley from Milton Keynes. No, and one thing I have to say is I listened also oh, yeah. to the, uh, the gentleman, I think he's a Labour candidate, Milton Keynes, who's attempting to, who thinks that he can curry favour with people in Milton Keynes by bad-mouthing 
Bedford Hospital. Now, what that Labour candidate has to realise is that bad-mouthing hospitals doesn't get you anywhere in terms of understanding the right solution for local that's, people on That's healthcare. correct. Richard, could you answer the question, though? Just, just yes or no? Is £9 million, in your opinion, a substantial loss? Well, I think it's a higher loss than we want it to be. And that's why we're doing the review. Is £17 million a substantial loss? Well, you're talking about the loss of Milton Keynes. Yeah, it'd be hard to argue that wasn't a substantial loss. That is a, that is a substantial well, then, then loss, which by is your, together we need By to your at. criteria then, Richard, which you've just said, only hospitals that had substantial losses, uh, could, could that be one of the criteria they could, be, could put them at risk, well, then Milton Keynes Hospital falls into that criteria, so therefore... It is at risk by what the, the, the standards you've just laid out. Well, and you're just trying to use words to make up your view. I, I'm, I'm using what, words to have a conversation, yes. That's, that's yeah, the only you, tool I have. I know, but you, but you can't use one word, one word. The, the important Richard, thing, you said if the, hospitals face a substantial loss, then they could be looked at and possibly closed down. Milton Keynes Hospital is uh, losing £17 million a year. That's a substantial loss. Yes, Ian, and what I said yesterday to the Minister was, could he assure me that the review that's going on now with the financial situation of Bedford yeah. Hospital and Milton Keynes would be subject to these? And he said, absolutely not. That's no. with the reviews that are going absolutely on at the moment. That's not nothing. connected with the new reviews that could be carried out. Well, this, the review that we're looking at now is dealing with the situation we have now, which are the numbers you just talked about. Do you not understand so, the... Con- can you not hear the contradiction that you're, you're saying? Because well, I can hear you're, it. You're trying to... Cr- well, I think, OK, well, maybe I need to communicate more clearly. Please do, Richard, yes. You have mentioned two figures, the financial situation at Bedford Hospital and the financial situa- yes. situation at Milton Keynes. It is because of those losses and other issues about improving health care in the local area that we are looking at a review of our local hospitals. That is clinically led and locally driven. The decision that was made yesterday, I wanted to be absolutely sure that it had nothing to do with the situations and those losses at our local hospitals. And I got the assurance from the Minister that that was not... For those reviews that are taking place now, it doesn't rule out potential new reviews. And if a hospital is making a substantial loss, like you just said, then it could possibly be reviewed again, couldn't it? So... Is that true or false? You have is, that, is that true or false? So, true or false, could a hospital, hypothetically, in the future, where it has some amount of money that was... Where it's had a significant amount of money it's losing, which you said, could that face another review? No, I don't think that... How how clearer can you be? By answering the question, is that true or false, Richard? By answering the question, yes or no? You're setting up a false construct, Ian. No, I'm not, Richard. No, I'm not, Richard. You have said yourself... You know you're setting up a false construct is because we have the assurance from the Minister about what's going on. About these current reviews, not about any future reviews. And you have just said yourself, Richard, that if a hospital is having a substantial loss, you've just said that Milton Keynes is having a substantial loss, it could be open to a future review, which could then see that hospital be closed. You've just said those things yourself, but you can't seem to put them into one sentence. I I was wondering why. Well, I think because what I'm trying to say is that, in my view, the number in Milton Keynes is a substantial loss, which leads us to do the review that we're doing. But it is not the same level and scale that was occurring in Lewisham. And, and I think it, you know, it perhaps... Oh, so substantial it, loss in degrees. OK, you didn't make that clear earlier. Yeah, yeah well, I, I, I think you would, I think you're quite fairly you're trying to draw a distinction. I, I'm, I'm sorry that I didn't, didn't make that distinction. Cause Apology accepted, Richard. Because, because sometimes, you know, it's easy to say words and, 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 and sometimes they're used in the same context in places. But it, sorry? There is, there's a very, there is, <laughs> is that the best you can do, Richard? Sometimes it's easy to use words. Come on, you're better than that. Well, the, the point that I'm trying to make is that... For me, what's important is that we're going through a very important review that matters a lot to my constituents, the constituents in Bedfordshire and in Milton Keynes. And what I wanted to make sure is that some of the scare stories that came up about will the powers be taken from us locally making those decisions to the centre were not going to take part of the review in Bedford and Milton Keynes. And I got that assurance. And that, to me, was the most important thing. 
Richard, I appreciate your time. Thank you this morning for sparring and being a good sport. Richard Fuller, Tory MP for Bedford. Well, has he put your mind at ease? It was. We, we did use a lot of words there. I hope that's okay. <laughs> Prince Lulu Usher Sealer Prince Lulu Usher Seal. Prince Lulu Usher Seal. Prince Lulu Usher Seal. What are you singing? I'm singing the song. You don't know the words. I do. But what are the words you are singing? It's on the words. All right. Catherine, you sing the words. Prince Lulu Usher Seal. Prince Lulu Usher Seal. Prince Lulu Usher Seal. I said a Prince Lulu Usher Seal. Sophie Solo. Jesus. Oh, for goodness sakes, don't. We'll be in enough trouble as it is. We've got naming one name famous people down pat. In fact, it's interesting you mentioned that name, Sophie. Have a listen to this. Morning. I have a famous person that doesn't have a surname. Go on. Are you ready? Yeah. Jesus. She's she's right. She's right. Jesus. You mean Mr. Christ? No. Oh. No. His middle name was H, of course. What was his surname? Sorry? Of Galilee. Jesus's. What was Jesus's surname? Yeah. Have a guess. See if you can work it out. What was Je- what was Jesus's surname? Soph? I know, I'm thinking. Okay, you, you take your time. Try to think of what Jesus's surname was. Sophie Solaria, where you go. It is hard though. It's not that difficult. Okay. Jesus. No, not. What is it? Well, have a have a guess. Just try, just try and work it out. So Jesus, his surname. Is it is it Christ? Is it what? Sorry. Is it Christ? Jesus Christ. What do you reckon? Well, look. I didn't think it was his actual surname. I thought that was the name given to him because of his religion. What's his religion? Christianity. Right. So where where does the word Christianity come from? Oh God, Christ. I, I wish I hadn't started this conversation. We so, were talking about bossy women. So your we? final answer is Jesus Christ. Okay. Now, Sophie. <laughs> <laughs> I do like a tongue bashing first thing in the morning. Really? Really, Kelly? Is that appropriate behaviour? <laughs> you said it. Yeah, that's taken out of context. Well, what was the context? I don't remember. Well, sounds the same to me. The context is very, very... D- d- what are you laughing at? Nothing. So if you're laughing... <laughs> yeah, it's really funny. It's not what's funny about it. <laughs> Give you a tongue bashing in a minute if you're not careful. Oh, I'll clip that for the next one. What? What you just said. No, don't you take it out of context. <laughs> hey, how'd you like your medicine? You're going to get a tongue bashing in a second, Catherine. Clip that as well. No, don't. You're welcome. Why would you clip that? You're going to take it out of context. It didn't sound very good in context anyway. Right, after the show, yeah. Kelly, yeah. you're going to get such a severe tongue bashing. Clipped. <laughs> oh, no, don't take that out of context. You can't take it out of context. That's what illegal. Is, what's a tongue bashing? I'm going to punish you hard. Is that what that is? Seriously, Kelly, you are going to get you are going to get a sound thrashing. You are going to be severely punished. You're a very naughty girl. Promise. What are you doing? Clipping that. No, yeah. you can't clip it. I need some stuff for when you're not in tomorrow. For we're virtual gonna, Ian. We're going to pretend that you are no, in. You can't do your BBC introducing. Seriously, she, I'm going to give her such a tongue bashing later on. Clip. <laughs> 
Oh no, I'm done! BBC Introducing is a show every Saturday night, 8pm. It shows off the brilliant music that we have made right here in the three counties. Are you even listening? No! Well, pay attention. Okay. Each week, BBC Introducing puts forward a track. Oi. I'm trying to do my job, Kelly, and do you know what? You make it so hard. (laughs) Each week, BBC Introducing... Oh, she's probably going to click that now, is she? I'm trying to make some innuendo out of that. What innuendos there, then? I don't know. She'll make one with her filthy minds. <laughs> it's so hard this morning, Kelly, because of you. Anna Eve is our introducing artist this week, and here's her track, Southern. And then Craig and Dave to end. And then Craig and Dave to end. Morning, mate. How are you? I'm, I want to go home, to be honest. What have you got for me? Well, how about Laurel and Hardy? Well, okay. What about them? We're well, talking about people that are known by their first names. Yeah. Well, yeah. But well, I'm just going on the one name. All right. Let's let's have a little bit of variation, shall we? Well, well, okay. But they're they're not known by their one names. They're named, but they're named by Laurel and Hardy. Yes. Yeah, together, so, yeah. they're one namers. Yeah. No. No. Together, they're two people who are known by their two names. I'm not having that. That's wrong. No, it's not wrong. It's right, mate. If I that said is- if I said Hardy. You wouldn't know I meant um, Oliver Hardy. You'd think I meant... Of course they would. All, all, every listener would know that. No, they wouldn't. You're they... having a laugh. No, I'm not having a laugh. You're talking rubbish. You're winding me up, aren't you? If, if you say Hardy to someone, right, they're going to think every, of, of Thomas Hardy or Laurel. Russell Hardy. They, they'll all go Laurel. But it, but it still... T- it doesn't work. It's Laurel and Hardy and the... Phone in today, Craig, is people who are known by their first names. Well, by a name, I'll put a little bit of variation on it. you can't put a variation on it. It's my show, it's my rule. They're known by their first names, Craig. I'm not having it. Oh, well, I am. So are all your listeners. No, they're not having it, and you're not having it. Ring in, ring in, everybody, and say about Lola Hardy. No, I don't want anyone to ring in and say... Right, go away. No, you. Go away. Go. He's gone. Hey, it's Dave Luton. Good morning, boss. Dave, where on earth have you been? Well, you barred me, December. Oh, yeah, you're banned, aren't you? Yeah, but... Yeah, you are. OK, right, so, 08459 is. Oh, hang on, Dennis and Luton's on the line. Morning, Dennis. Oh, good morning. Good sir. morning, Dennis. Nice to speak to you. And to you, mate. What, you got 20 it's... seconds? What have you got? Where have Sabrina. you been? Yes? Sabrina. The Teenage Witch? So, Sabrina. The Teenage Witch? No, the... This person years ago, the model. Oh, uh, the fact that I'm confusing her with the teenage witch, Dave, means that it, it, it has failed miserably. Dennis. Well, thank you very much. You're welcome. You know, Speak I'll to, come back to you. Speak to you tomorrow, Sue. Yeah, OK. Tata bye. Tata bye. That's it. That's your lot. Thanks very much for downloading it. Don't forget you can send me an email. email. Ian.leabbc.co.uk. You can download the podcast, podcast and leave nice comments. But they already have. But they can download more, it more. From different accounts oh. and leave Ooh. more nice comments. When you say more, yeah, it is as if people have previously. <laughs> I, uh, I had a look at some of those comments. You're scratching your bum. No, I'm scratching my leg. Those comments, they look a lot like the sort of thing you would write. Maybe. Just saying. I mean, the people I wouldn't. Are they in your font? <laughs> Things like "Wowza, this is great." No, that was well, me. I love this podcast. Sophie, I thought you'd gone. No. Uh, well, go. Okay. In fact, I'm going. Bye. Bye. 
Thanks for listening to this free download from BBC Three Counties Radio, your local radio station for beds, hearts and bucks on FM, AM, digital radio and online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. 